everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Katherine Perry, and I'm so excited to be sharing space with you today. I am so excited to say that we will be talking about the vision today. So the vision is one of the cards that I or that came through for the last discussion surrounding the castle. And in that episode about the castle, what came through specifically for the castle was an invitation to do some reworking and redefining surrounding manifestation, creation. You know, what are our relationships with creation like? What does that really mean to us instead of just, you know, following somebody else's footsteps and following somebody else's formula? So I felt, you know, it would be a great continuation of that story to go a little bit deeper into the vision because the vision, it's, you know, it's one of my, I, I mean, it's not all of them, I feel like, are my favorite cards, you know, at different times, depending on the medicine it is that I need. You know, different cards come through at different times, and they just so happen to be the perfect one. And so sometimes when I look at these cards, I'm like, oh my gosh, that one's my favorite, that one's my favorite, but then I say that all the time. There's only one card where I'm like, that one might actually be one of the you know, craziest, most unexpected teachers, but it hasn't come through yet. So when it does, I definitely look forward to talking about that one. That one's going to be definitely an insane discussion. As for the vision, I'm excited to go deeper into the vision today because the vision is a card that is, it's so mysterious and so intangible that I feel like Even though that can be frustrating at times, it really encourages, you know, so many in-depth discussions because of everything that it could be. The vision has shown up for me, you know, in different ways at different times. So I have received the vision in terms of, you know, honoring the inner visions that I get, honoring the downloads that I get, you know, just like many ones on a daily basis i have also received the vision as more of a more of a life you know an overall life vision that you know we can be connected to at any given time and that's what i was talking a little bit about during the episode with the castle was this idea of a lifelong vision and what's interesting is the many visions that we get on a daily basis so Let me just start by saying we all, you've probably heard me say this before, but we all perceive creation in different ways. So for me, it's usually through hearing, knowing, and feeling. You know, those are like my three dominant senses. We can all, I mean, I know there's, oh, maybe that's like a good, that's a good thing to probably talk about too, right? So just like a little... A mini, mini tangent because, you know, I feel like there's so much literature and there's so many opinions on, you know, different ways to experience vision, different ways to experience creation. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience. What else is there? Clairvoyance. And then, ooh, I I feel like I'm missing one. There's clairophactance, which is like, 
clear smell or something like that. I don't I don't know much about that one because I don't I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know that one very well in my personal life. But what is there? There's like one for each of the human senses, right? Hold on. All right. I like can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I feel like you get the gist. You know, if there was if there is one that I haven't mentioned, then you can just like, you know, include that, you know, at, because I'm not going to like talk about them all individually or anything like that. But basically, I mean, we the way I see all of those, I guess what people would call intuitive capabilities are those are all the way like those are not all the ways. Sorry, definitely not all of the ways. Those are just some of the ways in which that we can perceive creation, love, etc. in our own lives, you know, or like dreams, you know, dreams are very, very powerful. There was a period of my life, I'm kind of still in it, where I was really, really connected to my dreams. I would journal about my dreams every, like the first thing that I would do in the morning when I'm like crazy, just like so groggy and my eyes aren't even fully open is record what I dreamt about last night, just because, and maybe that's a little bit connected to to the vision because the vision also has is like a synonym for the vision is the dream but we'll get into that later probably if it comes up again um but there are so many ways there are so many ways in which to be your own oracle and to guide yourself and that's kind of what the vision is so I probably I mean if I slip it in and I say you know like hearing or knowing or something like that just know that that is actually meant to be all of them it's just that you know, on a regular basis, I don't, I don't really see as much or I don't smell clearly or like see very clearly, you know what I mean? So yeah, just, just so you know, I do mean all of the different ways, you know, to perceive vision, but that was, or yeah, that was like my mini tangent on that. But even within, you know, just so you know, even within like one of those senses, they are all infinitely unique to us. So the way that I hear is probably different than some the way somebody else hears. You know, I, for a long time, I didn't understand or didn't, it was, yeah, no, I didn't even consider the fact, you know, that I could be, you know, what somebody would call clairaudient. You know, I don't even like using them because honestly, I feel like you know, maybe we won't, you know, just because like, I feel as if when you say something like clairaudient or clairvoyant almost, it's um, it's like people use that as another opportunity to put you in some sort of box so that way they can understand you. And I think, you know, those terms, those terms are empowering to a point. You know, they are empowering as in, you know, recognizing your own power, recognizing your own unique relationship with creation. But when you use them and like, that's good. You know, that's a great thing. That's a great thing to honor, you know, whatever it is that your relationship with creation looks like, you know, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It only goes, you know, slightly too far in my opinion, when we use them to limit each other, you know, like clairvoyance can only look like this or clairaudience can only look like this or claircognizance can only look like this. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not quite, and that would be kind of boring too, you know, if like one person was clairvoyant in the same way that somebody else was, you know, but 
like, yeah, that's just, so it's something, you know what it is? It's something to like get you started. You know, if you're not sure what I mean by like the different ways to perceive creation, you know, I just like to think of them as like, or what's that word? It's like extra sensory perception, just perceiving into the unknown, right? So however you perceive into the unknown, those are just like a couple of examples, but there are so many ways in which, you know what, I probably haven't even heard of that exist that allow you to perceive into the unknown. It is important to know, though, how you perceive into the unknown so that way you can know how you perceive your vision. So just a quick recap of a little bit of what I talked about, you know, for the vision last time. The vision, your inner vision is something that is, you know, connected to, again, whatever it is that you believe in or you don't believe in. Even if you want to just call it like the mystery or, you know, like energy or you can call it love or universe. It's like that kind of thing, you know, or even, you know, even more simple. It's something that like connects you to your soul if you believe that. And if you honestly, if you don't even believe in any of that. Just think of the vision as a dream that is like independent of space and time. So I talked a little bit about that last time, but what that really means is like the vision is also the vision is an archetype. You know, all of these archetypes and there's a little bit more about this on the website. All of the archetypes are spaceless and timeless. So they can appear at any time and in any space. They don't you know, depend on a specific form and they aren't just around, you know, at specific times. It's like really, really interesting. But just keep that in mind. The vision is something that is spaceless and timeless. Whereas, and so I just wanted to make like a clear distinction between the vision and then like a goal, you know, a goal that is like space and time, right? So we can have a goal. What's like a good goal? Like say like you want to move you know, maybe, maybe that's like a little subconscious thing because I would love to move right now, you know, but like coronavirus, quarantine, all that stuff. That would be a goal though, right? You know, like a physical goal. I want to move here. I want the house to look like this. I want my apartment to look like this. I want my roommates to be whatever, you know, depending on what your living situation looks like. That's like a concrete thing. That is divine by space, as in like location. What does it look like? It has like a description, right? And time, I want to move by this time. And the goal has like a, like a, like it can be achieved in some way. Not to say that visions cannot be achieved, but that's a little bit different. So the goal at some point in time will have been achieved when you get that house, when you get that apartment. So space and time, right? The vision is a little bit different. So vision, that is something that you can connect to in any moment. And that's why it's so important to be connected to whatever your vision is, however you connect to your vision, okay? So let's say, and I used this example last time because it's like easy, but remember that the vision is something that is so, oh, and I can't wait to talk about that. So the vision is so... um multi-layered and like complex and unique to you that it actually cannot be described in like a simple phrase but there's two things that came through just now about the vision um or one one very important thing so let's take we can actually yeah they can go together so 
let's say your vision for your life, the thing that is guiding you, because the vision, again, the vision is an archetype and the archetypes are alive with love. So let's say your vision is to be of service in some way. Again, that's not like a comprehensive like way to describe the vision or any or like your vision, but like we need to start somewhere, right? So let's just say that's what your vision is. What's also really interesting that I just received about that is you need to know what your vision is in your language, right? So there's like a couple of things that play here. You need to know, number one, how you perceive creation and like a little bit more about your own relationship with creation. So that way, like, you know your vision, you know, and you know when you are connected to your vision. So the reason that came through when I was saying like, okay, let's say the vision to be of service is because, you know, for like storytelling purposes and for this platform, like I need, I I mean, and I'll, also I can only speak English. I think it's really cool when people can speak multiple languages, but you know, for now, maybe I'll try and like learn some Spanish or something like that, but, or like Dutch or like something fun. Um, they're all fun, but you know, I can only like communicate to you an example in English. The vision is so much more mysterious in that. So, or mysterious than just that. So what's like a system, the chakra system. I actually don't know much about the, the chakra system, but I don't know. I don't know why that's coming through as like an example, but let's just say your vision is like to be of service like in the most like basic human, you know, description of the vision that there is. And you know, that's your vision, right? And so sticking to just like the plain English description, being of service is something that you can do in any moment, you know, at any time. And it can look like anything. So it can look like anything spaceless. It can be anywhere, spaceless, et cetera. And you can do it at any, you can connect to it at any time, timeless. The vision is, as an archetype, is spaceless and timeless, independent of space and time. So you can be of service, you know, it doesn't just have to be, you know, volunteering or, you know, giving of your time in that way. You know, it could be showing up for someone who really needs it in the moment and you just don't even know them, you know, like there have been plenty of moments where like, I'll just get like a random, like there was one time I just got a random download to show up for someone in like a way. And it was like, it was, it was, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like the details, I feel like they should just like be kept, you know, but, um, yeah, I just like, I got a download it like a random one in a random moment to like, just do something for somebody that I didn't even know. And that like, sparked like an interesting like train of events that like happened afterward that I mean like and maybe you know the vision would have popped into somebody else's head and like that would have like sparked the same chain of events but like all I'm saying is like sometimes they can come through or like to be of service it could come through for somebody that like you don't even know and in ways that you don't even expect you know And that's kind of like one of the messages of the vision. The vision isn't just something like I have a goal in mind and I want to achieve it. It's like a way of life almost, you know? So like if your vision was tied to being of service, it would be less of 
you know, like, I mean, it could be, it could have, you know, involved a, a lot of, you know, quintessential, like classic or what's like the, there's like a better word for that or um, typical um, ways of being of service, you know, volunteering and charity. But there are also so many quieter ways of being of service too in just your day-to-day life. Like think of someone that you know, I'm sure there's somebody you know in your life where like being of service is not even like a second thought to them. You know, that's just like how they are. It's not something that they do. It's just how they are. That's kind of, you know, more of what the vision is. Okay, so we have the vision of being of service, right? And again, not just for like people you know, it could be for people you don't know and in and in just like so many ways that you don't even expect. And I was using the example of myself earlier. Not that that is like my vision personally because mine's like different than that. At least I think it is. I mean, you know, it you also learn more about your vision over time. So mine's like definitely a little bit more different than that. There's service, you know, woven in there. Um, what was I going to say though? Shoot. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, it'll come back if it's meant to, but in terms of, okay, so we have being in service in just plain English and okay. So the vision again, doesn't necessarily just come through as like a phrase, you know, it comes through or some we can connect to it. So, okay, yeah, this is where it gets like really, really fun. The vision, your vision, since it's, you know, your connection to God, source, creation, the universe, energy, the soul, or just like something independent of space and time. That's really the key here. Something that is spaceless and timeless because love, God, creation, the universe, you know, they encapsulate space and time. So they are independent of space and time, you know? So that's really the most important part here. So even if you're just like, I don't know what she's talking about with like the universe, or I really don't even like any of those words or like any of those concepts, doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you think encapsulates all of space and time, whatever your theory is, just connect to that. And like, you can like follow along. So because of that, because it encapsulates all space and time, right? So it doesn't have to look like any one thing or like, ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it doesn't have to look like any one thing, but okay, yeah. So this is like where it gets like interesting. It doesn't have to look like any one thing. It doesn't have to feel like any one thing. You know, it's just kind of there. And this is where like, your, I guess, extrasensory perception comes in. I really hope I'm using that phrase correctly, but you know what I mean by now. Your extrasensory perception, however you perceive the unknown, that is how you will connect to your vision. And then like the personal, your personal language. Ooh, okay. I knew this was going to be a fun card. And then there's like your personal language in which you can connect to it. But what's so fascinating about the the vision is, is it exists in all like timelines, all dimensions, all like it exists in like every single realm possible. And because the vision is made of love and you are made of love, I am made of love, we can all connect to, you know, one another's visions with permission and the visions support one another. So that was like a mouthful. 
So let me just make sure I just like do not get lost. So you have your own way of perceiving and connecting to your vision, right? So I'm just going to have to throw out some concrete examples. But remember, it can be in any way and, you know, in any form, but just to like keep track of things. So, you know, we have the vision of being of service, right? Spaceless, timeless, check, check. Now we have, let's say your way of perceiving your vision is clairvoyance. So I don't know why I picked that example, but I mean, maybe that's like the easiest one Um, because I'm not personally, again, I don't really see as clearly as like other people might, Um, but let's just run with it. So being of service, the way you perceive it is clairvoyance. And let's say your language is, we're going back to the chakra system. So let's say that for you, if your language is the chakra system, let's say like your um your power center or like I don't even know if this is like I know for some people in some interpretations of the chakra system, this is a thing that you have like one main chakra or like maybe one or two, um, maybe at most two. There's only like seven or like 13 or like 12. I don't even know. But within like let's just stick to like the the seven chakra system. Um Yeah, so let's say being of service, you are clairvoyant and your language is the chakra system. So when I say your language is the chakra system, I mean that that is how you easily connect to creation. That is the language that makes the most sense to you, right? So like for me, like I told you clairaudience, claircognizance, and clairsentience, right? my language, the archetypes, you know, you get the picture. So there's so many different like combinations that like create your multidimensional quantum creation with or relationship with creation. So let's say this person who is clairvoyant and loves the chakras, they know that they are aligned with their vision, not necessarily because it's, you know, again, being of service was just like the basic description But the way that they know that possibly, you know, in this very fictional made up example, the way that they would know that they are connected to the vision would be maybe by how their heart chakra looks to them. You know, if like, as I said, if like we were running with the example that the heart chakra is what they are working with in this lifetime, right? So for them... They can see, oh, what is the the colors like green or like pink or something? I'm like a little bit rusty. So don't take like any of these like words for like facts or like history of like the chakra system or anything like that. I doubt that you would, but just in case. So I'm pretty sure that one is like green or like associated with the colors like green and pink or something. So if I were clairvoyant, like I would know that I'm aligned with my vision if, you know, a part of that, a part of me was being connected to the heart, right? And then if I see maybe this like bright pink or this like bright like green, you know, surrounding my heart, I know I'm connected to my vision in that way because I see it, you know? And so that's where it gets like really fun. And that's why we need to like investigate, you know, how it is that we perceive spirit on our own terms and like really take the time to 
understand that like all of our multidimensional languages are unique, you know? And when I say multidimensional, I mean, I also think that people are kind of, you know, messing up a little bit with the actual, you know, definition of dimension. So maybe like multi-layered aspect or something, but I think you get the gist here. You know, for me, my personal relationship with creation is some sort of combination of, you know, Claire audience, Claire cognizance, and then it comes through the lens of like the archetypes. And you can choose, I mean, I think that, I think it's like a combination of both. I think that the the language kind of chooses you, you know, as its own, like, and it depends on like, you know, what you think of the universe. If you think that like, you know, that the languages themselves are alive with love. I mean, I do. I think that languages are alive with love and creation. And, you know, there's like a dance there that is, you know, so mysterious and, you know, very, very difficult to put into words. But, you know, my, you know, relationship is made up of, a, you know, a couple of things. But knowing, my point is knowing, you know, how it is that you perceive this vision and we'll get to that next. Um, yeah, how it is that you perceive this vision and, you know, what language is really helpful. But this is like, so what's also really, really cool about it is, okay, so let's stick with the clairvoyant person that loves and like really, really connects to the chakra system, right? So the vision itself your vision itself is inherently spaceless and timeless, right? So it doesn't have to look like anything. It doesn't have to sound like anything. It doesn't have to, you know, be anything. And then for you personally, what what's interesting about that is, you know, if you are clairvoyant, then for you, it will look like something. You know, it could sound like anything. It could, you know, feel like anything, but it, it will look like something. So for that person, when they are connected to being of service, you know, let's just say their like signal is their heart chakra, you know, they see like whatever, like green or something. Or for somebody, if another example would be somebody who is like clairsentient and then like also loves the chakra system. So that's the only thing we're changing in this example. If they were clairsentient, also, you know, connected to being of service and connected to the heart chakra, then like they could feel, you know, like when their heart chakra is like beaming or whatever, you know, that's like a good example. So, you know, we can, there are just, what I'm saying is there are infinite combinations, but what's also beautiful about that is, you know, and this is probably why, you know, there's such like a, a rising in, you know, healers, you know, right now, different people can tap into your vision and can reveal that vision to you. So, and, but they do it in their own way of perceiving creation and in their own language and with your permission, of course, you know, I mean, I actually, I don't know. So here's my theory on that. I actually don't know much on, you know, like, like for example, um, I mean, I do this and I know a bunch of people do this. Like they say that they will not do any sort of like healing or reading, for a person that has not explicitly given them their permission. And I understand, you know, why that is. Like, I don't know, like if you were like a tarot card reader, like 
you know, I think there's like a common like, I don't know, not like gold standard, but like common understanding. There's like a common understanding that, you know, as like a tarot card reader, you wouldn't read for anybody without their permission. Right. Or as like um, like a psychic, you know, you wouldn't do a reading on somebody without their permission. My thought on that, honestly, is that like and I mean, I think I mean, yes, like free will, boundaries, all of those things are important. But more importantly, I view readings like whenever I do readings, it's like this sacred co-creative space where, you know, I don't know. I just had this like download about it just the other night where I realized like, yes, the permission piece is, you know, you know, very, very important because we don't want to like, you know, I don't know, step on any toes or just like cross any boundaries. You know, that's like very, very important. However, what I I just I suddenly knew about readings is that you for me personally, let's just use like a concrete example. You receive the information that you receive, you know, not necessarily for you when you do that reading, but it just like when you receive the information that you receive, it might not even mean anything to you. And I found this happens so many times when I like, you know, the cards come through and I'm like, okay, cool. It's not necessarily about you. It's about what they need to hear, you know, depending on, depending on however you do your reading. Right. So let's say like, if I had, um, what's like a person's name, like Anna, right? Let's just say Anna, and I promise this like connects to the vision very well. So let's say that Anna comes in and she's like, I want a reading. So the cards that I pull for Anna, the cards that come through, and then more importantly, the cards, but the messages and the downloads that come through, they mean something to Anna because we are sharing and we are creating that space together. And I mean, I believe that any healing that you do is also a healing for yourself because of like mirrors and like we are all connected, et cetera, et cetera. However, if I were to, let's just say Anna wasn't there and I were to pull cards for Anna without her permission, which I wouldn't do, the cards wouldn't necessarily, I mean, or the messages, sorry, the messages that come through, you know, associated with the cards wouldn't necessarily be I guess what you could call not like accurate, but it wouldn't be the same. Like the cards wouldn't be the same and the messages wouldn't be the same because the cards and the messages that would come through if Anna were there would come through because that's what Anna needs to hear, you know? So I just, I thought that was so fascinating because we all have the ability to tap into one another's visions in our own languages, right? And that's just one of the beautiful ways in which we are all connected. So, and it like the vision, I believe the vision is tied into the soul, is tied into, you know, our relationships with creation. And because of that, because we all have creation within us, because we all have source within us, we can all tap into, you know, one another's visions. You know, I've had that, you know, before, you know, I've seen, you know, oh my gosh, like in my past, you know, I had an amazing, amazing, like she was like a, she was a serious healer. Right. And, oh, maybe that's why the clairvoyance example came through it. She didn't necessarily work with the chakra system or anything. She, um, she sees auras, but, uh, and like, I was so drawn to it because, 
before then I had never seen an aura. I've only seen one twice. And honestly, like it was so late at night and I was like so tired and I might've, I don't even know, but uh, definitely saw them twice, but just like not again since then, because that's just like not necessarily, I mean, whatever. Oh, that's another thing. Actually, different perceptions come through at different times, depending on when you need them, you know? And so she is, oh, she's so amazing, but she's meant to work with auras and like sight, you know, probably long-term. So that's probably why she sees them everywhere. But that's like a great example. I felt like she really tapped into my vision through. So it was like, so she gave me an aura reading and like told me, you know, my colors and like what they meant. And I felt like she did. She tapped into, you know, some complex parts of my vision through her gift of clear sight. And so for her, you know, things do look a specific way. For me, they don't. But that's just like a great example of like how we shared that space together. And so she was able to tell me more about, you know, my vision and how we can all connect to one another's visions. Because again, the visions themselves, the archetype, the vision is spaceless and timeless. So, you know, with permission and sharing space together, when we come together, it's like we create this insane, like sacred space where we can tap into each other's visions, you know, depending on, you know, the space that we set up. So yeah, and that was like, okay, so now that we know a little bit more about like what the vision is. So again, the vision, not a goal or anything like that. Goals are great, but that's not what we're talking about today. You know, it's like, it's this part of you, this intangible, mysterious part of you, part of your soul that is like guiding you somewhere. And I think you can kind of notice, you know, I mean, archetypes are really useful for me, you know, to learn more about my vision and like, you know, understand what it is and like how to connect to it. But it's like, again, for me, it's like a living thing, you know, it's a living, it's alive with love, you know? So when I say that, I mean, it's like, it's like guiding you, you know, through this life. So let me tell you a little bit about the other archetypes because they actually, they go really well as always um, with this message. So we have the vision, we have Eros, we have the pilgrim, and we have the judge. And so I've actually already done an episode on the judge. So for more, you know, information about that, you can just like look back a couple of episodes. Um, yes. So the vision and the pilgrim. So the reason, so what came up, you know, for the vision is that the vision is kind of like a guide. And the pilgrim to me, that's a card that symbolizes the inner and outer journey of life, you know, that the inner journey, you know, whatever journey you take inward is reflected outside of you. So kind of like a map, it's one of those macrocosm microcosm cards where, you know, whatever it's, oh yeah, it's such a beautiful card, but whatever you are going through internally is reflected externally. And then whatever is, you know, happening externally is, what is, um, it's, oh, I'm trying not to snap because I know that will sound like weird on the microphone, but it helps me remember. Um, oh yeah. Whatever's happening externally also supports your internal journey. See the snapping works sometimes. Um, 
So in, yeah, okay, I like that a lot. So being connected to the vision, the vision is almost like a compass, you know? So it's like, um, it's something that you can connect to as you kind of guide, ooh, yeah, as you guide your journey inward and outward in this life. And like, it's like a beautiful cycle that just like, feeds into one another. So now the vision is the compass, right? So what's like a good, good example? Ooh, okay. I'm like understanding more and more, you know, the chakra system and then like the woman with the, like that can see auras that's like connected. Um, Here's like a personal example. So one of, uh, this was a reading from a, like a long, 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 long time ago. Um, It was like my it was actually like my first one, which is um, really, really cool. Um, the woman told me, and this was like when I was like exploring all different kinds of languages, right? Like, I guess you could say like I was on the beginning of my journey or, you know, whatever you would call it. I feel like those words are so cringe now just because, again, I'm trying not to like put anything into a box. But when I was at the beginning of this exploration, let's say, I received a reading from a woman that said uh, one of my, oh, yeah, I did use the word power center earlier. Uh, my power center within the language of the chakras is the throat chakra, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Consider I'm like, I can literally talk for hours. It's a, It's more complex than just that. But makes a lot of sense, right? So, and this is why, you know, visions, they kind of cannot almost be described in like English words, not to their full capacity, you know? So I know that I am connected to my vision when I am connected to my throat chakra, right? So, and for me, it's like a combination of like, uh, just like this indescribable feeling of love. You know, I'm like, I, I feel so energized. I feel just like so much more alive than, you know, anything I could ever possibly describe, right? You know, I'm just like, I'm flooded with like all of these visions and downloads and I'm just like, everything just kind of comes together and just like, like imagine if there's like an orchestra or like a symphony playing and like everything's just like happening and it's just like it flows and there's like a rhythm. That's like how it feels, you know, when I'm connected to my throat chakra. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be talking, okay? It just means that I just, I need to be like connected to it in some way. So yeah, for me, for me, it just so happens that talking is, you know, one of the ways in which it's actually really important but also, you know, just to go further deep into the example, listening is also just as important. So I've learned a lot about, you know, you know, putting it out there, you know, talking is like one way and then balancing it out with like listening. That's where like clear audience, the channeling, et cetera, comes in. So receiving, giving and receiving. So that's like a whole thing. Um, but that's like a great example of like, OK, so now just to keep it very, very simple, because I mean, again, all of our visions are so much more complex than just like one chakra, one like aura color. What's like another language? Or like if you had like a crystal, I don't even know, or like an essential oil to work with that you absolutely love or like, 
There are just, there are so many languages out there. Tarot is another language or like astrology. That's like a huge language, you know, right now. So, you know, there are so many ways to describe it, but you just need to find the one. You, you really only, you only need one. Okay. I have gone through, you know, exploring so many different languages and they were all incredible because they taught me, you know, a lot about, you know, the importance of, you know, a language that you really connect to and how honest, like all of the languages come together. You don't need to do all of that. Like that just so happened to be, you know, a good fit for me, but you don't actually have to do all of that. You only need like one or like if you're like me, then maybe you need to go through multiple, but you get the point. So yeah, let's just, even though there are so many different things tied into this, let's just stick with the throat chakra example. So for me, when it comes to the pilgrim, so again, the vision is kind of like the compass within the journey of the pilgrim. So the pilgrim archetype, the outer journey that is connected to the inner journey, you know, as you are moving through this life. So my throat chakra is kind of like my compass, right? And I didn't fully understand the extent and like how powerful this was until, again, when I was back, when I was really, really, really exploring, you know, what does this mean to me? And like, again, the chakra system, it didn't end up being like my language for now, but it was really, really helpful. So when that was like my first reading ever, wow, that feels like forever ago. And then I got another one because I was so curious about it. And again, since I don't, I don't see chakras or anything like that. I was like, I was just very, very curious. And I was like, I want to absorb all of the information, you know, possible. So I got another reading and what I learned, and so it was a different reader, different reader altogether. I'm not even sure if they even, they probably don't know each other because the first one, uh, she's like pretty off the grid. You know, I don't even, I can't even remember how I found her. You know, she's incredible, but like, she's like not like, maybe it's because she's honestly, she's like not on social media. She just isn't having it with like any of that stuff. As far as I know now, I haven't like looked her up in a while um, but that's like not how I found her because this was like, like she was like pre like social media and everything. Um, she's yeah, she's she's been around for like a minute. So I got a second one from a reader that didn't know her. And so, again, this is like the power of the vision because he also tapped into your power centers, your throat chakra. So they have similar languages, but they're two totally different people and Oh, yeah, it's worth mentioning because it's a great example. She is a tarot reader and he also does tarot, but he also works with the chakra system and auras, you know, through sight. So that's also interesting. So she perceived. And so this like I've and I, I had this like realization a while ago about why, you know, at a certain point in my life, it was important for me to like experience different readings, different healings from different people so I could bring it all together. I've never, I mean, or what was I going to say? I don't know what I've never, um, everybody that I've got a reading from, you know, when it comes to my vision has been spot on, but they've all, they either, even if they all have their, their own relationships with creation in that, you know, if one of them uses tarot cards and, you know, they also, you know, 
use the chakra system, you know, it's a, it's in a different way than like, so for example, she, you know, the woman that did my tarot reading, she does work with the chakra system, but she works with it through the tarot cards and like, I, oh, also the Akashic records. I forgot about that. So she's like tarot cards, Akashic records, chakras. And then this guy, he also incredible, more also tarot cards, but more auras and sight and stuff, you know, but they both came to the same conclusion, you know, because he, as far as I know, doesn't know anything about the Akashic records. And she, as far as I know, doesn't see anything, you know? So that's what's so fascinating about the vision is that when you set the intention of creating that space with a healer, Again, and I've said this many, many times, and I'll just like brush over it again. Again, you're holding space to be your own healer and to receive that information. You know, they are just tapping into your vision, but that's just the beginning. You know, that's just the beginning of any reading, you know? And there was a time when I was just like, I need this guidance. And, you know, I wasn't able to step up to the plate and show up for myself. And that's why, you know, I was like, so... And like, I was like, I really want to, you know, see what this is about. So I was exploring, you know, those different readings. But at the end of the day, you know, there did come a point where I was like, I can total, I can connect to this vision. Once I learned that I could have a relationship with spirit and that I could tap into this vision in my own way, I felt absolutely unstoppable. You know, I felt so empowered and I was like, I can just, I can do this on my own now, you know? There's a time and a space for all of that. So, and, you know, all of them, I, I've been like so lucky. There was only one reader that I had where I was just like, I don't know about you. But also I discovered in that moment that was equally important information because I was like, that's not my language. And that's just like, you know, there were like a couple of things. But also that was like, that was like the last reading I had or something like that. One of the last readings I had and I realized I I need to be able to do this for myself now because also it wasn't like it wasn't like she was a bad reader or anything like that. That's like not a thing. It was more of just a realization that, wow, you know, no one's going to be able to go deeper into me than I am. So I just need to take the reins and, you know, do this myself. Where was I, though? Oh, right. The vision as the compass. So when he gave me his reading, you know, the throat chakra also came through. And so I really, I didn't really fully comprehend how my throat chakra could be a compass, but this information was invaluable because it taught me so much about just like the vision and like how it ties into everything. So he told me that, you know, and like this... I mean, for me, I was like, I don't really understand how I'm going to be able to connect to this because I don't see, you know, the chakra system or anything like that. Like, it's not like a bat signal. But basically what he told me is like, if, you know, your throat chakra is not like lit up, you know, when you are, you know, whatever, like no matter what career you're in or like if you're in a relationship or if you're even in just like a conversation or like a place, if you don't feel your throat chakra like lit like light up you need to reevaluate right and so when i got that information i was like that makes a weird amount of sense yes but i don't know how to and like at the time i was like i'm like i feel like i'm like 50/50 you know like i or maybe like 80/20 um 
where I was like, I think I can tap into this and I think I know what's going on. But it, it was something, oh, here's, it, it was something that made sense in my heart. But in my mind, I was like, I, what, you know? But that was, that was a very, very important lesson. So, and okay. Yeah. So here, ooh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be so much fun, you know, as we continue. But so just continuing with this example of my throat chakra being my compass, it's probably easier to like use myself as an example. What I learned was that my throat chakra, going back to the pilgrim, is a way for me to dig deeper into myself, my inner journey. It is also a way for me to navigate the outward journey. And that's what he was highlighting in that reading. So his reading of, you know, the throat chakra being my compass, it made a lot more sense when I realized I've already, you know, noticed that before. And so, again, that's why, you know, readings and healings, it's all about holding space for yourself, you know, and like understanding yourself and healing yourself. And like readings are always the beginning. I always say that, you know, I'm not against like readings or anything like that. Like I provide them. I'm only like, for me, I think, I think readings and healings from other people are incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I think honoring that and like naming that that's very, very important because they have so much to show you. You know, if I didn't get you know, the different readings from different people in different languages, I would not have even been able to talk about the vision in this way, you know, because I would not have experienced for myself how so many different people from so many different places with so many different languages, so many different ways of perceiving creation could tap into my vision. That is incredible. And that is something that like, just like for me needed to be experienced so I could talk about it in this way, you know? So again, healings are just the beginning and like learning about them and like how you can hold space for yourself. That's like next level. And like, that's also incredible. Oh, but yeah, see, great example. So basically, and I didn't even realize this until now, you know, what he taught me to do was he taught me how to be my own healer and like notice this stuff. So, you know, let's use relationships as an example. You know, I haven't had many long-term relationships but there have been relationships in with in which you know my throat chakra was closed you know so one of my very very first relationships you know my throat chakra was closed the entire time and it's like it's hard to explain again in words but I just felt like I felt like I couldn't really express myself in the way that I wanted to I didn't feel lit up in conversation versus another relationship, the relationship that actually followed that, it took some time um, for like other reasons. Um, But my throat chakra was totally lit up, you know, at one point in that relationship, you know, I felt so inspired. It was so vibrant. I was so in love with that relationship because I was like, and my throat chakra loved it too, you know, like, uh, but also like, they were like a Gemini. So maybe that's why they couldn't stop talking. You know, I don't even know. Um, uh, that's like, uh, I love that one. Um, I still love that person very much, but like the contrast between my first relationship and that relationship, but even is night and day because in the first one, my throat chakra was completely closed, you know? So 
in that way, you know, at that time I didn't, but also at that time I didn't even know anything about the chakras or anything like that. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and all of that good stuff. So I didn't, I didn't even know about that, but now I can look back and see very clearly, oh, you know, through the lens of the chakras, my chakra was closed again, don't know much about them, you know, so I can only talk about them in my like personal experience, but that's what it felt like. It felt like it was like closed or like tight. And then in the second relationship, you know, it was opening like a, like a flower. And then like at its peak, it was absolutely amazing. I could just like, I could feel it. I could feel so energized and then at, you know, what's, oh, oh, this is just so fascinating to me. And this is how your vision allows you to be like your own compass and your own healer through like this journey of life. So excited about this. Um, and by the way, again, the throat chakra for me is, you know, it is just a way to describe my vision. So just keep that in mind. It's just like a, like a very quick, very basic description of my vision. But in those relationships, and this is why it's important to be connected to vision, because vision is guiding you everywhere. It's not just like a career thing or like an achievement thing. It's everywhere. So throughout that second relationship, you know, I could feel, feel, yeah, I would say feel, because for me, it is a feeling and a knowing. Um, And then like, you know, hearing is like, it comes in somewhere else. I could feel my throat chakra opening, right? In that relationship. And then at its peak, it was, it was amazing, right? It was so open. I was receiving so much, so many like downloads. I felt so connected to creation, to spirit, etc. And then what's so interesting is during that same relationship, there was a point where it began to close up. because, And that was just because our romantic relationship was past the due. Like, I don't know if, if relationships had an expiry date, expiration date. I know it goes both ways. Um, if, if relationships had an expiry, I was past that. And so my throat chakra closing up, that was like a way of knowing, I guess on an energetic level that I was not meant to be in that relationship anymore. And like, I knew, I knew in like a couple of places, you know, my mind was like, dude, I don't know about this. Or maybe that was something else like guiding me, but in just not, not in those exact words, but like somewhere in my head, there was like a voice that was like, yeah, man, I don't know about this. And I was trying to convince myself like, no, 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 you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we can work it out. Like also a part of the problem was super, super young, you know? And so it's like, even now, you know, I would not claim, I wouldn't even claim to know the ins and outs of relationships now, you know? probably because I've been in so few, you know, like long-term ones. But what's, so the vision, the more and more connected to the vision you are, the more and more this stuff is crystal clear, you know, because at the time I wasn't really connected to it because I didn't even know, I didn't even know what it was, right? And so now I can look back and say, oh, like there was a time, you know, honoring that too. There was a time throat chakra was opening it was fully opened, blossoming at the peak and just like, ooh, everything, you know, receiving, channeling, downloads, everything. It was just, it was magic. That's the only way to describe it. It was just, it felt like magic. And then at some point, you know, when the relationship truly 
you know, not had served its purpose, but it kind of, you know, I, I personally believe, you know, dipping back into the vessel from the last recording that different people come into your life at different times to show you something. And they are all aspects of creation, right? So in your grand, you know, journey relationship with creation, different people come in at different times as expressions of creation to show you different things. And they're not all meant to last forever, you know? So I love that person. Like they will always be like, one of the first people I ever, like, first person I ever loved ever, like, very, very special, right? And that's okay, you know, and it wasn't meant to go any further than that. And so the, my throat chakra kind of closing, you know, that, like, showed me a lot, or, like, looking back on that now even, you know, that was, like, a very clear, you know, signal that it might be time to release them with love and let them go on their next journey, you know? So, Depending on what your compass is, you know, the point is, depending on what your compass is or, you know, what it looks like, it will, it'll guide you, right? It'll guide you to be your own healer. So, like, what's, like, another example? You know, I know actually why I'm recording this. So, I think I mentioned in the last one, or maybe I didn't. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. You know, I've been feeling, like, off because we all have those moments. I was like, I just, I feel a little weird you know, or like not, not like anxious, but like maybe a little anxious, maybe a little nervous just because like, I mean, it is, it is still coronavirus. So maybe we all feel like a little bit of that, like, oh, if I go to the grocery store, like, you know, that could, that could be it. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't, that's not right. Um, or well, technically, yeah, you know, you, if you go anywhere, you know, you risk getting sick. So, you know, it could have been one of those things where it was just like getting to me that day. And I was like, I think I was just having a moment of, I just want, I want life to be normal. I want to be able to go on a hike when I want to. I want to be able to, you know, resume running every day, you know, like without a mask when I want to, you know, and like, so I I mean, you know, I don't run every day because I can't do without a mask and like I have asthma. So running with a mask, I tried it, didn't really work out that well, you know, so just probably stuff like that. Um, But yeah, just like a bunch of stuff. It had nothing, I mean, it wasn't necessarily stuff surrounding the throat chakra, but I could just like, I could feel that like my throat chakra, it it just felt like it was like tightening and it was just like closing up. And I was just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, it seems like it's not connected, right? So like, how would like, you know, my feelings surrounding, you know, and like a part of a part of it is like, I need to be outside. I mean, I think we all probably need to be outside. We all need to be, you know, connected to nature in some way, shape or form. That's just like a personal thought. But for me personally, you know, I I need to be outside. I love being outside. So, you know, that was probably just getting to me more than anything. And so that, you know, being outside doesn't have anything to do with the throat chakra, right? But the throat chakra as a part of my vision can help. It can help me be my own healer. So that's why I'm recording this today, you know, because I felt like weird and I just felt like I felt weird and I felt tight and I felt like closed up like my not like my throat was closing up or anything physically, but I just like I felt weird and I was just like, I just need to like figure 
I was like, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. And even though they don't seem connected, I know that activating my throat chakra can help, you know? And so after like an hour, I already feel better, you know? So that's how knowing, you know, what our vision is, that's how it allows us to become our own healers and in just in so many ways, you know, it allows us to become our own healers and, and like hold space for ourselves in this external world. So, you know, whether that's like, you know, our compass in relationships, you know, the relationship I just told you about, you know, there were both of them. There was one where it was just straight up closed the entire time. So, you know, I mean, like, I don't know how that other person feels, but that was just probably not meant for either one of us, you know. Or it was and it wasn't because you know what it did teach me? It taught me about, you know, what it's like to be in a relationship that energetically is off just because my throat chakra is closed and my throat chakra is tied to my vision. So for me, my throat chakra being closed is just one way of describing how I am not really connecting to my vision whatever that is, because I have a different way of describing it. The throat chakra is just like an easy example. And it is like, it is a large part of it. You know, I just have my own personal language, my personal way of describing what that is. But again, the pilgrim is not only the outer journey, it's the, it's the inner journey, right? So connecting to your vision also, it just allows you to connect to your internal landscape you know, in ways that just like, just in the, all of these magnificent, mysterious ways. So continuing with the, with the throat chakra example, I did for, okay. So, um, for year, uh, oh, wait, wait a minute. I've been journaling for years. You know, I've been journaling since I was like five. Okay. Since I could write, I've been journaling. It was only for, I want to say the past three or maybe two, maybe the past two to three years. So I've been journaling forever, right? And only like two years ago, I want to say, did I start audio journaling? And like, it was like, it wasn't like this, you know, it was like pretty terrible at first, you know? And like, I still have like, or in terms of, you know, using my voice, et cetera, still have like a long, long way to go. There's always so much more to learn. But it was like a terrible experience at first compared to now, right? So, and not to say that this is like journaling, but it's like, it's like at first I was using like, um, what is it? Like Apple's transcription on my iPad. And like, if you've ever used it, it only does like 30 seconds or less. It might be like 20 seconds, um, maybe 20 to 30 seconds at a time or, or like something like that. And it pauses and then it like, transcribes it and then like it makes like a bunch of errors so I'm like me and I'm like I don't know what part of me this is I mean if you know anything about astrology there's like some Virgo in my chart somewhere I think yes uh, there definitely has to be there is um but I would like look at the you know the transcription and be like oh geez like this is so off like I have to fix it like it was terrible right And then, you know, things got a little bit better as like transcription technology got better and like I could record for five minutes at a time and then it would transcribe. And then it just like blossomed when I found this awesome, this crazy cool transcription app. It's called Otter. 
I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's like the best one out there that I know of for a reasonable price. They give you like 600 minutes for free. This is like not an ad or anything. Like I love this app. I would talk, I could talk about that forever. Um, Yeah, they give you like 600 minutes for free. And then if you want to pay for it, you get like 6,000 minutes, you know, a month for free. So 600 minutes a month for, or not for free. You pay for the 6,000 minutes a month. Um, Anyway, all of that is to say that, you know, Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what I was talking about. The internal journey. So, and the throat chakra for me and my vision. So again, my vision, it can be translated. So again, can be because that I didn't necessarily know that it was connected to the throat chakra that came through in a reading. And then I was just like, oh yeah, that's definitely true. Right. And then this was my way of like learning more about it. So I took that, again, healings, just the beginning, right? Because you take them and then you learn how to be your own healer, you know, after any healing that you get, right? Because that's like, that's always the goal. That's like what we want to do here. And so it helped me in not only my external experiences, but my internal experiences. And that like learning that my vision was tied into my throat chakra opened the door into audio journaling because I had always been writing it. And then I was like, this is probably going to be very, very weird, but why don't I talk instead? And it was weird. Again, not only because of all of the poor technology at the time, but because I was like, I don't know if I want to sit here and talk to myself. Came through so naturally. And it really, really helped me to reach new depths into myself in which I wasn't receiving in like readings, you know? Or after a while, because again, it took a while to like get used to. It took a while to like understand, you know, how things like came together. But the, yeah, being, being connected to your vision, like for me, talking and journaling, I learned so much about myself, so much. And like, it taught me that I also didn't need anybody to tell me about me. I just needed to be connected to myself. Right. So it taught it it taught me so much, but that's what being connected to your vision can do. And, you know, you can translate. What's interesting about the vision is you can translate it into any language. It can be translated into any language. So don't even worry about that. You know, like I talk a lot about. And oh, you know what? This is like a perfect example. You know, I've talked a lot about the throat chakra for simplicity The chakra system isn't even my, you know, main language, you know, I, mine is the archetypes. So I learned, you know, a lot about my vision through the archetypes specifically because that makes the most sense to me. But I've had, I've had people translate the vision again into, you know, chakras. Um, I've had it translated into like astrology, you know, terms. Um, I've had it translated into human design. I didn't really connect with human design, but again, like you, like you don't have to connect with any, everything. I've had it translated into aura colors. I've had it translated into, you know, animal spirit guides, right? Okay. There, there are so, so many different ways and I connected to them all, you know, and you can connect to them if you're open, right? So anytime that you receive, anytime that you receive a healing, 
you know, remember that that healer, that person, you know, if they're coming from a place of love, you know, they're really opening up to you. They're, they are opening up their spirit to you, you know, to show you, you know, how they translate your vision into their language. And their language might, and this is for people coming from love, because now, like, now we have some, like, issues with, you know, people, you know, doing readings or whatever for, like, who knows what reasons, you know, that's always out there. But if they're coming from love and it's, like, coming, you know, from love, creation, spirit, it's just coming through their lens. And that lens might not be for you, but because, like I said, you know, I mean, the throat or like the chakra system is not my natural or like, you know, the easiest thing for me to understand, or it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me in the way that the archetypes do. Right. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's okay if you don't like vibe with that language, you know, but just like, just be open. I think it's like, it's so cool. Like, and just like pay attention to that. If you ever get like a reading or a healing from someone you know, understand that it comes like also you pick your reader depending on like whatever language it is that you want. You have that opportunity to do that. So just like keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, the vision, understanding your vision, especially in your own language, especially in your own language and like understanding how you perceive your vision. That's so empowering in just like Ooh, yes, I love this. Being your own guide, being your own sage, being your own teacher, etc., and guiding yourself, you know, through this experience. Either and again, the pilgrim, external journey, internal journey, being connected to your vision as your own compass allows you to be your own compass, your own guide, your own teacher, your own healer to dive deeper into yourself and simultaneously you know, the external journey of this world. It'll guide you through, you know, again, even if they don't seem connected, it'll it'll guide you through your relationships. It'll guide you through, you know, different situations. It'll guide you through, like, career. It'll guide you through, like, literally whatever you want. You just need to be open to that and understand, like, how you receive it, you know? And, like, understand how you receive yourself as a channel. But let's, like, move on a little bit because I still have... Two wonderful cards, Eros and the Judge. And so Eros. So Eros, E as in elephant, R as in riddle, O as in oracle, and S as in, I don't know, the number seven or something like that, Eros. So I feel like I could have come up like S as in spaghetti. I don't know why I blanked. I just blanked on like, what words begin with S? I should have said like sexuality because that's kind of like Eros is kind of like the card of sexuality, sensuality. But what's, oh, this is such a fascinating card. Oh, this is going to tie in really well with the vision. So again, all of these archetypes, like, like the pilgrim, the judge, I think I've said this before, but they do have physical you know, manifestations. So we have judges. Um, we have had pilgrims in the past in like American history. Um, vision. Uh, I don't know if there's actually like a tangible, like, okay, I, I want to say like 80% of these cards have like tangible third dimensional representations, right? Eros, the word, the key word for Eros, I think 
also because it's not um that might also have arrows might have different definitions depending on like you know what's around on the internet that i'm like not aware of but again like this is so it is the card of like sensuality sexuality but is it is also the card of archetypal remember all of these are archetypes so when i talk about the pilgrim it's the archetype the pilgrim vision the archetype the vision the judge the archetype the judge right this is also to me or you know what i'm receiving about it now archetypal sexuality sensuality and that's why this is so interesting to talk about in you know comparison with the vision so Right now, in like a very physical, literal sense, not in like a metaphorical, archetypal one, you know, the world, oh yes, the world is opening up a lot, you know, or at least America or hopefully the world, because um, I don't know, I don't know what's going on everywhere. But, you know, we as like a global community seem to be opening up more, let's just say that more instead of closing, but more in the than we have in the past you know, surrounding like sexuality and sensuality being on a spectrum, right? That's like, you know, what I want. Ooh, maybe, ooh, that might be good. The vision spectrum or something like that. Just had to write that down. Sometimes I'm like, what am I going to call this? And like, I'm like, okay, definitely going to call this that. That's definitely the title. Um, So... This card, ooh, this is such a beautiful card because what it points out is like, to me, this is like the card of like everything. It's like the archetypal spectrum card, you know? So how does this all connect? So what it points to is like, to me, the same way in which like, hopefully, you know, more and more of us can embrace that, you know, sexuality is on a spectrum, right? you know, it's not so rigid anymore. You know, there's like less and less rules, which I think is really, really cool. It's the same with the vision, you know? So it's not to say, it's not like, I mean, the vision and like this concept of archetypal, you know, sensuality, sexuality spectrum, that is all connected in that, you know, what I was saying earlier about how, and just like actually all throughout this conversation, you know, Eros has been woven in, just to remember that, you know, the vision, it doesn't look the same for everyone, okay? And it's like, and it's so complex and it's so layered and it's also so simple. Either way, we're not all meant to have the same vision. And this actually ties really, really well into, you know, what I was saying with the previous, you know, um, recording or whatever, about how, you know, manifestation, creation, it's not all meant to be the same. This really, really speaks to that. And I just, I love it. I love this card so much. I love, like, let's think of this as like the archetypal spectrum card, because what it really points to is like, you know, in the same way, what it, okay, so there's like a lot of things tied in here. There's like, it points to the metaphor of sexuality, yes. It points to the metaphor of sexuality and sensuality as a teacher and as a guide to understand that in the same way in which we can understand that sensuality, sexuality is on a spectrum, 
it is the same way in which we can understand that all of our visions, like they are on, you know, some sort of a spectrum too. So, for example, you know, even in your own life, no matter no matter what it is that you identify with, whether it's like gay, straight, bisexual, um, asexual, or you know, just fluid. Let's just say you have two straight people, you know, are those two straight people straight in the same way? No, you know, we all have different things that, you know, we love to express about ourselves. We all have different things that we love to express with our partners, you know, like I, I could truly talk about this forever because I think it's so, so important to realize like, or like the easiest example, you know, like if um, one person was straight and another person was straight, does the um do they show up the same way in like they're like let's say we have like person a and person b both people are straight do they both show up in their respective relationships the same way of course not you know and even let's just look at person b per straight person b you know if they have different relationships different you know aspects of like their sexuality sensuality is awakened in different relationships so even across like their different relationships it wouldn't be the same or if you have two people that are bisexual you know or two people under that label of bisexual are they exactly the same of course not at least i hope we know that by now you know just because people are people right okay like whatever i mean different labels, like I said, they can be empowering or they can be limiting. You know, I think that like, if you want to label your sexuality, for example, and you want to say it looks like this and this does tie into the vision, if you want to label it a certain way to, you know, own who you are, great. Just don't let it allow to like limit who you are, you know, allow it to, you know, really promote more and more of like what it is that you can explore about yourself you know I would say I'm sexually fluid right okay you know so and like I learned oh yes I learned so many lessons about like that you know I learned so many lessons you know way before there were so okay because like let me tell you you know before all of these conversations surrounding sexuality sensuality And like what that really means and being on a spectrum came out. I was like such a confused kid, you know, because I was like, there's gay, there's straight. And that's like about it. You know, what else is there to know? You know, and I found that, you know, different labels and like not understanding that there's so much power. There's so much power in acknowledging that you are on a spectrum and then realizing that there is a spectrum within yourself, too. Okay, so like. So that's like the sexuality piece, like, because the metaphor, it just helps you to understand, you know, like what I'm talking about here, but it's the same. It's the same with the vision. And like, this ties all the way back into, you know, what I was talking about earlier with like being a little bit wary of describing yourself as like, for example, clairvoyant. Okay. So it is empowering in that, you know, If for the longest time you couldn't make sense of like what you were seeing or like what you were receiving and then labeling yourself as clairvoyant that really helped you. Great. Okay, that is that's phenomenal. That's great. You know, because it empowers you to understand how you can be your own healer. That's the most important thing, you know, 
and like understanding that like, okay, so let's say you've described yourself as clairvoyant, right? That clairvoyance is like on like some sort of like archetypal spectrum, you know, you're not clairvoyant. Ooh, yeah. Okay. You're not clairvoyant in the same way that somebody else is clairvoyant and you, your clairvoyance, like that can like shift and like in the messages that you receive, depending on who you're sharing space with, you know, the possibilities are limitless. Okay. They are limitless in that, you know, you might be clairvoyant and like your language might be chakras. So maybe you see like different things, you know, with the chakra system. Or you might be clairvoyant and like you might see different things with like energy healing. Or you might be clairvoyant and you might see auras. Or you might be clairvoyant and like, uh, I'm like running out of ideas. And like you're really, really, you know, connected to your dreams or something. Or you might be clairvoyant and like see different spirits. And like you might be psychic, you know. It's all on this creative archetypal spectrum that is like so, so important to like honor. So if you choose to acknowledge, again, running with the clairvoyance example, but if you choose to run with, you know, the fact that you are clairvoyant, don't stop there. You know, it's kind of like there's like this macrocosmic and microcosmic spectrum. So kind of going back to the pilgrim a little bit, don't just stop there in that, you know, like I'm clairvoyant, that's it. No, you found yourself on like the what is it, the extrasensory perception, like, spectrum, cool, go deeper, and go, you know, like, I don't know, if there, just imagine, like, if there were, like, spectrums upon spectrums upon spectrums or something like that, just always imagine, you know, how you could possibly go deeper, so, you know, okay, let's say you're clairvoyant, and, like, you uh, see auras or something, you don't see auras all in the same way, you know, like I've had, I've had my aura photo taken, you know, once in this like shop in Chinatown and then once by Radiant Human, which is really, really cool. They were both like, they were totally different colors. And then I had my aura like red by that woman I was talking about earlier and she saw totally different colors. But what's interesting about them though is though, is that, you know, even though they all they all came out as different colors. They had the same message. So I thought that was like fascinating. And um, what it points to is like, you know, the, 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 less, the less we worry about like being right, the more opens up, you know? I had a huge issue with that. I was like more worried about like being correct, you know, about whatever information came through, you know, more than anything else. And that did not help me like whatsoever, So, you know, my, like, what I'm like, what I want to convey here, you know, very strongly is that, you know, even within that example, you know, I've had my aura read by like, in like three different ways, right? On the surface, they were all kinds of different colors, okay? But then I noticed, oh, wait, they all have the same message. You know, they all tapped into my vision and the vision looked, you know, like it looked it or what is it? It appeared to be different colors in different dimensions, etc. But it all it all it, it all like connected to the same part of like my soul, which was really, really cool. So Eros, you know, when connected to the vision, is such a sacred combination. It really promotes 
you know, taking a deep, deep dive into how it is that you connect to your vision and then always go like one level deeper, you know, and like kind of find yourself on like all of these different spectrums. And but first and foremost, realizing that you are on a spectrum and that and I feel like that's like one of the most like empowering things that we can connect to right now, you know, is especially as we connect to this idea of, you know, really showing up as our own healers, right? Because again, there are so many like, in, in the same way that there is, ooh, this is why I love this so much, you know, there is no one right way to love, okay? We are past that. You know, in the past, people would have said, you know, man and woman, that's like the only way. Now we are like exploring that diversity, you know, the same, the same diversity and inclusivity that I talk about you know, with like being your own healer, discovering your own healing, you know, powers, stuff like that. It's the same thing here, you know, same energy, two different manifestations. So the same way in which we are understanding that there is no one way to love, you know, ooh, that's why I love that so much. There is no one way to love people. There is no one way to love creation. There is no one way to connect to love and creation There is no one way to show love to yourself, a.k.a. being your own healer. Yes? Okay, great. So if you can understand even one of those things, you can understand them all, you know, because it's all this rooted in this archetype of Eros, this archetype of, you know, the spectrum of creation, the spectrum of sexuality, because sexuality is, you know, deeply tied into creation, you know, at least in the very, um, what is it? the very, in like a very heterosexual, you know, um, narrative, at least, you know, this idea of, you know, sexuality to create something, you know? So, I mean, that probably, that metaphor needs some reworking, you know, just so it's like very, very inclusive, but you, you get the gist or, um, Ooh, forget that. You know, I can talk about that now. Um, because sexuality, it's not, it's not just, and like all of this is connected because sexuality is not just about creating babies, you know? That is a very, very outdated, very, you know, heteronormative, you know, metaphor, definition, narrative, etc. Sexuality is about the space that you create with another, well, whatever. I mean, well, okay, in the human being, you know, sense sexuality in terms of like sex and stuff like that, that's like about a space that you create with another human being, right? Another consenting human being, you know, just because of everything that's out there right now. Um, that's like a totally separate conversation. But anyway, yeah, that's what it's about. It's not just about creating a baby. It's about, you know, creating love together. It's about you know, honoring the love within one another. Well, depending on like, you know, depending on whatever your intentions with sex is. But all I'm saying is, you know, sexuality is really, it is tied into creation because you are two people coming together, no matter how you identify, no matter, you know, what your preferences are, no matter, you know, you know, no matter your gender identity, no matter your sexual identity, you know, two people coming together to create something, okay? whether that's love for one another or bringing more love into the world, you know? So it is tied into creation, creation. And it's like, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite metaphors out there, you know? So again, there's just in the same way 
that there is no there is no one way to love another person, right? There's no right or wrong way and there is no one way. You know, there are infinite ways. And, you know, again, there are infinite ways, you know, for you to love people. And then just even within yourself, there are infinite ways in which you on a personal level can show love to people and then create something new from that, right? So, or right as in just like checking in there. Um, or wrong, just if you degree, if you disagree with everything, like that's totally cool too. Um, but I think it just, it opens us up, you know, this idea and this metaphor and this narrative, this archetypal, you know, creative spectrum. Okay. So back to kind of like the vision when we create and when we connect to, you know, the vision, you know, because that's what this is, right? It's like, the vision is directly connected to how we create. It's kind of like our compass of creation. Oh, that would be cool too. I am going to write that down, you know. Compass of creation. Cool. Cool stuff. Um, where was I? Right. So, okay, yeah. The vision is kind of just like our compass of creation. I probably should have paused it for that, but that's like, that's totally fine. Um, so again, the vision and the pilgrim, it, you know, allows us to show how we create within ourselves and like how we create within the world. And then, yeah, I did. I did. Sometimes I'm like, did I say that in the way that I wanted to vision as a compass, how we create and explore ourselves, you know, one aspect of the pilgrim. And then also how, you know, we interact with the world and we continue to create and be our own healers and then understanding. So that's number one. So it's like the pilgrim shows us like only two ways in which, you know, we interact with our vision. And then Eros points to that our vision, our compass is on an infinitely, you know, like unique spectrum, you know, as in no one vision is exactly the same. Okay. So you as a sexual, sensual being, no matter what label you put on yourself, you know, straight, gay, bisexual, gender, non-conforming, or like that's the gender spectrum, sorry. Um, sexual, non-conforming, sexually fluid, you know, all within that same metaphor, that same narrative. Hopefully I didn't confuse anything. Um, but on, actually on either spectrum, the gender spectrum, because that is an interesting, you know, I'm so glad that like more, like the fact that like we can like learn that like, you know, gender expression is on a spectrum too. Like, I'm so glad, you know, that that is like, people are opening up more and more to that. Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm like, I don't know the technical terms of that, but it it is a wonderful, wonderful exploration. And it points to the same thing that, you know, as, as like, um, I, I feel like I can only really talk about like sexual, you know, sexuality just because I am gender conforming, you know, I identify as a woman, you know, so, um, so that's something totally separate that like, I would want you to go to an expert on that. But just in terms of like, again, sexuality being on a spectrum no matter what you identify as, you are not the same person. You're not the same as somebody else who identifies the same way. So again, me as a sexually fluid person, 
so different than the next, you know, sexually fluid person out there, you know? So again, when, when it comes to the vision specifically, if you were to say, I'm clairvoyant, just understand that you are not clairvoyant in the same way as everybody else, right? You know, because you're not, you know, healing, you're not the same healer as everybody else. You know, we are all our own healers, right? We all hold space for ourselves and that's how we are our own healers. It's not the same as somebody else, you know? So even, again, that's why I brought up the auras example. Even if you are clairvoyant and you see auras, chances are you don't see them in the same way as somebody else, but that's okay, you know, because if you are really connecting to spirit, it'll, the message comes through the same way. Three different ways of receiving auras. I got three different like aura readings, different colors, same message. Okay. So, all right. The last thing, the last card is the judge. So I've talked about the judge before. I think it's come through it like a couple of times now. And so the judge to me, ooh, oh, okay, I understand. I understand what this is. Okay, so the judge, uh, just uh, in like a very literal, you know, translation, what do judges do? Judges are able to look at both, like two opposing sides and hold space for both of them at the same time, okay? So what I love about the judge in combination with, especially in combination with Eros, and the vision, ooh, and the pilgrim a little bit. Okay, so of course, you know, they all connect. So what I love about the judge in combination with the vision specifically is, you know, understanding and honoring that, ooh, oh, there's so much. Okay, understanding and honoring that, number one, everybody has their own vision and that there is space for your vision, which might be totally different than somebody else's vision, and so on and so forth. Also that, oh, that might be, you know, the judge, Eros, and the vision. So basically the judge holding space and honoring that, you know, everybody's vision is on like a spectrum, you know, and that the spectrum, like you need, the spectrum like creates itself, you know? So the full spectrum wouldn't exist if there weren't like somebody like, you know, or what is it? It's kind of like, you know, the full spectrum of the rainbow wouldn't exist without the color blue, okay? We need the color blue or else that's like not a full rainbow. So the judge and the vision and the spectrum a little bit, what the judge is showing us here is that, you know, to hold, it's, as I was saying before, hold space for the fact that like we can all, or not the fact, but just like this notion that we can all connect, you know, if we choose to hold space with somebody else, which might also, you know, connect a little bit with like, you know, people coming together or, you know, different entities coming together, you know, arrows and like creating something, creating a space even, you know, expanding upon, you know, that definition and like how sexuality and creation connect together just a little bit more. But, you know, the judge honoring that, the vision can show up in so many different ways and in so many different dimensions. And that is really, really fascinating. Okay. So again, back to the example, two different readings, you know, I got, or like all three of those aura readings, right. Or 
the fact that, or I guess this is a fact, yeah, that like I've received tarot readings, I have received aura readings, I have received, you know, core shamanism readings um, that involves like shamanic journeying. I have received astrology um, and they, every single one where that person has clearly, is clearly just connected to love in their own unique way, it has always been the same information. And that is like, that is magic if I've ever seen it like before, you know, the synchronicity. And by the way, all at different times. So, you know, I've only had like two readings that were kind of close within one another, but different people, different times, etc. They were all able to tap into my vision. And so that's what like I feel like a part of the judge here is holding space for, you know, this experience of, you know, different ways of interpreting the vision, they all come together. Okay. So again, the judge, you know, looking at two different, you know, seemingly polar opposite sides and holding space for them both. That's kind of what this is, you know, and it doesn't just stop like, you know, I guess within like the spiritual languages, you know, there are so many different ways of interpreting the visions, you know, within ourselves and others. It doesn't just have to be you know, in like these like spiritual languages, you know, you know, there's so many wise people that don't necessarily like know these like quintessential like wellness like languages, you know, so it, it doesn't just stop there. And then the judge and the pilgrim, you know, the judge is like very special because it's like it's like a crazy cool like space holder. You know, that's what's coming through for the judge today. So I don't think I necessarily talked about that. But holding space for just like duality and, you know, I think that's like what makes this so special. So the judge, what I'm receiving with the judge and the pilgrim specifically is like, it's like very, very important to hold space for the internal and the external journeys together and see like what they create together, you know, because I think like, and holding space for them together, you see how they connect to one another instead of like looking at them as separate. So, you know, when I was connecting to, again, my vision, the throat chakra in terms of like, you know, in, in a way to go deeper into myself, understanding that that is, you know, also connected. Ooh, yes. Okay. So it's kind of like, um, you know, I talked about a little bit earlier about you know, different experiences in which I could clearly understand or, you know, notice, I mean, now I can notice my throat chakra was open here and my throat chakra was kind of closed here. Okay. And understanding like the dynamic between it, you know, allowing that, you know, to like be my own heal, like allowing that for me to like show up as my own healer and to dive deeper into myself you know, and the more I dive deeper into myself, that impacts my external experience, you know? So they are all, it's just, it's all connected. And so the judge, what it does is like, it's this card that shows us how to hold space for it at the same time. And not necessarily with the mind, because I feel like the mind could be confusing, you know? Like, you know, in the way in which I just, you know, tried to like, kind of bring it all together with words, it can get kind of confusing. Um, but the heart just like knows, you know? So, you know, don't even worry about that. But okay. 
I think that's like, I think that's like a good place. But, you know, just circling back to, you know, overall the vision, you know, again, what's really important is just learning, you know, learning Eros where you are on whatever spectrum it is. So learning where you are on like the perception spectrum. So how do I perceive spirit, you know, and then learning like, okay, what language? Okay. You know, and like paying attention to that. It's not necessarily like a one, two step like plan or anything like that, because it cannot, it cannot be condensed into a plan, but that's just like some thoughts to get you started or just like notice, you know, the judge. Oh, that could actually goes really well with the judge. So the judge what it's pointing to right now is just like in whatever way that you can just notice, you know, notice your creativity, notice, you know, where you are on that spectrum, notice, you know, in terms of like the spectrum of perceiving and connecting to spirit, notice what it is and then move from there, you know, and it can be so quiet. It doesn't have to be anything like, you know, in your face but just like noticing the patterns and paying attention, you know, because there is no, there is no formula. There is no formula to knowing your spirit, to knowing your vision, to knowing your compass. But the more attention you place on it, the more you will just understand, you know, the role it has to play in your life. So yeah, that, okay. Yes. So just, you know, observing and noticing So the vision, so the judge, observing and noticing, sorry, Um, the judge in terms of just observing and noticing, you know, where the vision or like, you know, how you perceive the vision, where that all plays into your life, Eros acknowledging that your vision is on a spectrum, so it's not going to look like anybody else's, the pilgrim using the vision to, you know, go deeper within yourself which will in turn, you know, impact your external experiences and your External experiences also allow you to go deeper within yourself. There it is. Um, and again, being connected to the vision is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, it is It is your compass. It's your compass. You know, it's like, it's your creation compass. Okay. Your creation compass on the vision spectrum. That might've been like too much, but... Um, Oh, you know why it is your creation compass? One last thing. It's because it's like, it's, it's, it's this natural rhythm that shows you, you know, how you need to create, you know, where you need to be. And like, it aligns you with love. Okay. You know, it's like the compass of love. It just, it aligns you with, you know, everything else that is going on and like connects you, you know, it's everything that goes on because, Eros, and I didn't really get to talk about this, so maybe it'll be like the card for next time. Eros is tied into this aspect here with the pilgrim of the external experience. And Eros has a lot like sensuality. It has a lot to do with, you know, how you interact with the senses and like, you know, how you interact with the world around you, which is really beautiful. But I think that's like a, that's a separate conversation. Um, But the vision in Eros, it's not just about, you know, this spectrum of creation, but it's also, you know, this spectrum of creation, this compass of creation, how it allows you to co-create this experience with everything around you, you know, in this physical experience, you know? And so I, that was a lot of, uh, I'm always like so amazed 
by all of the messages that, you know, come through and like when they come through. But again, this is just like a beginning, you know, this is just the beginning of the exploration of the vision because there's so much more, you know, this is just like a little bit, like a tiny, tiny, tiny piece, you know, and it's like, it's not, and again, it's, there's no like step-by-step plan because I think that takes away, you know, from the diversity of like discovering what your vision is. But if you can even just notice like, you know, how is it? that I, you know, how is it that I feel the most connected to spirit? Or like, you know, for me, you know, I can, now I have the language to describe it, but like, even in those past relationships, I could feel like, ooh, you know, you know, when like my throat chakra was closed, again, didn't have the language specifically, but I could feel it back then. I just didn't know what it was, you know? So being like your own detective a little bit, maybe going back to the judge, just like in the very literal sense of the judge, you know, being your own detective, like taking in like all of the information and then like looking at like everything that's in front of you, you know, again, you are your own healer. The information is there. You just need to put your attention on it. Okay. So I look forward to, and probably am probably definitely going to talk about Eros next time because that's, you know, just like what I'm feeling. Um, but yes, so thank you so much for listening. You know, ratings and review, always appreciated. Again, I, I always, I always like get so into, you know, recording and I forget again, podcast. So that's like its own separate thing. But, you know, again, rating a review, that would be so, you know, deeply appreciated. I look forward to, you know, sharing space again and connecting with you soon, probably on Eros, because I think that that's like the card that's like jumping out at me right now, you know, like talk about me, you know, more about like, you know, like what spectrums there are in the world and like how that can really free us up to be our own healers you know that I think that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about so I will talk about that with you soon 